0: Hello friends and welcome to Thank You For The Music, the ABBA podcast you never knew you needed. We're your hosts, Lauren and Julie, and you're listening to Disillusion from ABBA's debut studio album, Ring Ring. So Julie, I shared our first episode with my parents this week. They loved it so much my mom called me in the middle of the day to talk to me about how much she loved it and how professional we sounded and all that jazz so that's big news oh that's so sweet also my dad texted me he said amazing podcast two exclamation points whoa it sounds so professional and intriguing i'm going to subscribe once i can it was that good Wow. Yeah, so we will at least have one subscriber, and it will be my father.
1: That's amazing. I haven't even gotten that out of my family yet.
0: I didn't even know that he knew where to subscribe to podcasts. Yeah. (laughs) Lauren, what song are we singing this week? The song we're singing this week is Disillusion, which was recorded less than a month after Anita gave birth to her daughter, Linda Ellen. I heard that. I heard a rumor that she was pregnant
1: throughout this, you know, recording this whole album.
0: Yes. So she gave birth in, like, late February, and the album came out March 23rd, I think. It's like...
1: It was prime time. It was prime time.
0: It was prime time, yeah. It's a miracle her child was not birthed in the recording studio. (laughs) Mamma mia. Mamma mia. Oh, man. Uh, I think I mentioned this before in our first episode... Uh, but this is the only ABBA song that has Anyita with a writing credit. So I don't know if they were like, hey, you want to pick a song from your repertoire? We'll throw it in our album. And then they're like, uh, well, eh, you tried. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's how that that, that went. I don't know. But they uh, uh, Anyita did not get a writing credit on a song after this one.
1: Yeah, that could be that they were just trying to put together their first debut album and kind of picked and chose from each individual their their previous work and then threw it all together into Ring Ring. At least that's how I view this album right now is kind of a hodgepodge of everybody's flavors of music and this week it's hers.
0: Yeah this song was originally a Swedish track called Mina Ugon which translates to My Eyes Uh, and this Swedish version appeared later on her solo album. And it's, it's an interesting song because it has some strings in the background. It's the same exact song, just in Swedish. And it's a little bit more upbeat. So I don't know. I kind of like this Swedish version better. Oh, you listened to it? I did. I, I searched it out. It's on Spotify. Hmm.
1: It was on her, her uh, solo album, right?
0: Yes. Her 1975 solo album.
1: Which I think translates from Swedish to English. Eleven women in one room. I'm not going to try to say it in Swedish again. I learned my lesson from last week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it, it yeah. We're going to need a, a Swedish interpreter on our show.
1: Oh, yeah. When I re-listened to last week's episode, I immediately booked myself some Swedish lessons. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize to anybody who was offended.
0: Good. So yeah, so the Swedish one, very interesting. Same song, but doesn't sound as sad and melancholic. You know, it's still slow and meaningful, but... And a ballad, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a different vibe. So. And
1: you said it added strings to it, too. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, that's something I found in this version of the song. That it didn't have many different instruments to it. I felt like it was kind of drawn back.
0: Yes, restrained. Yes, that's the right term for it. So, Julie, what rating do you give this?
1: Okay, Lauren, on a scale of 1 to 10, if 10 was Chromatica and 1 is Muskrat Love by Captain and Tennille, I would rate this song a solid... 5.3. 5.3. Wow. I think it's a decent ballad. I think the more that I listen to it, I enjoy it. And I think Ag- Agnita's voice, I think it mirrors the pain and the anguish that's mm-hmm. kind of imagined by the lyrics. I think it really showcases her voice very, very well. And her inflection really kind of employs these interpretive skills to, I don't know, to give you this idea of, of disillusion. Mm-hmm. It really brings to light that single word. So I think it's it's very sad, it's very melancholy, and I think she accomplishes that very well. But yeah, I would give it a five point three on my one to ten chromatica scale. What would you rate this song, Lauren?
0: Like you said, it is quite a bit restrained of a song, and the things that I really enjoy about music are the songs that really, really catch me are the things that I love about Abba namely the layering that they do in a lot of their songs I would say 90% of their songs which seems to be missing in this song and I think that's where I just didn't quite drive with it Anya's voice is beautiful and very very good and I think it's cool that she gets to have the spotlight in the song but nothing else about this song really spoke to me emotionally so I gave it a 4.9 Ooh, I know the drama that is dramatic for a dramatic song I did appreciate
1: that Frida, I did hear a little bit of a harmony from her at at one point or another. Mm -hmm. So I did appreciate that. But I think I would agree with you that there wasn't much else to this when... But I think that was the point of it because... Anita she gave so much emotion in her performance and I didn't think that the instrumentation or the embellishments were needed because she just drew so much emotion and and gave that you know to the whole song
0: that's fair that's fair it's not generally what I come to listen to music for but I respect it I think too I go back and forth because like the guitar riffs are very cool they sound interesting they're kind of dissonant a little melancholy, but I also don't quite feel like they fit with the song. I don't know. I, f- I feel like it would, be, would have been better if maybe it was a piano accompanying her rather than the guitar.
1: You know, I made that note as well. I think it started out as just a piano ballad and then they added in the guitar and the drums and whatever else just to make it more marketable, I think.
0: Yeah. I did say that I like the layering and that this one is a little bit bare, but I think if you're gonna go full on emotional ballad, I think just highlight her voice, get the guitar out of there and just do her and and a piano. Maybe a tambourine, I don't know.
1: I also I found a moment at one minute thirty four seconds, there's an off putting sound from the guitar and I don't know if it was out of tune or if the wrong note was strung, or maybe I'm just hearing things because that could also be true. But it just there was an off sound from the guitar and kind of threw me off and ruined the rest of the song for me when I was trying to listen to her story. What was it at? One minute, 34 seconds. Also, the opening notes from the song remind me of Old Man by Neil Young. I don't know if I don't think that that's exactly it's the same melody, but it's somewhat similar Um, and there's there's something very familiar about this song but I can't place what it is
0: yes Julie I wrote that exact same thing down you did first yes the first guitar riff the beginning of the song sounds so 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 familiar right and I don't know what it's from for some reason I feel like it's from a winter guard show that I've watched but I I could not for the life of me like remember which one or when or whatever but yes I agree
1: yeah, there's there's something very familiar about it, and it could be the emotional side of things. We all have those kind of sad moments, but mm-hmm. I don't know that just this, the melody of it. It seemed very familiar, and yeah, it, to me it reminded me of Old Man by Neil Young, but that's probably wrong.
0: Oh, I see what you're talking about with the guitar. It goes, yes, it's just one sour note. They should have added the whammy bar. <laughs> that
1: would make it too much ABBA. That would make it
0: really ABBA. <laughs> yes. Just something really quirky and fun. Another thing is, too, you mentioned in episode one about how they have a habit of making songs that are sad but sound happy. Yes. And this one's just a sad song that sounds even sadder. Yes. Which is important, but it, it's not ABBA for me.
1: No, it's not ABBA. Yeah, this album is seeming more and more like kind of a hodgepodge of things that they had done before they were together and before. Bjorn and Benny had found their sound.
0: Right, right. And uh, before the four of them really understood their kind of... Their niche. Niche with each other, even. Yes. What do you think of the lyrics?
1: You know, I didn't dive too deeply into the lyrics. However, the one note I did want to make is that in the story... Of the album itself, we started out with Ring Ring of kind of this breakup between two people and their two different perspectives. Mm-hmm. One seemed to be more affected by it than the other one. Then you go right into another town, another train, which kind of explains what happened during the breakup or sounds to me like the man is leaving and has to go on some train somewhere and can't be with her any longer. And so this third song from Anita is her struggle with it and, yeah. you know, her trying to deal with it.
0: I really like that. I did not think of it in that way, but I do really like that. Makes a lot of sense. I think it's important to note, too, that each of the three songs that we've listened to have all been about heartbreak and about breakup and about not being with another person, which is an interesting choice to make to put them in this kind of order in the album with all these kind of three sad songs at the beginning.
1: And then the next song that we're going to be getting into is People Need Love. So... (laughs) Another,
0: yes, another gem. Yeah, yes. And we'll probably talk about this more later on in our podcast, but ABBA's albums are very interesting structurally because a lot of them just start with the goods right at the beginning of the album. Just putting the cart, not even before the horse, but just selling the horse and just giving the (laughs) cart away. Yes. With Ring Ring is the top track on Ring Ring. Waterloo is the top track on Waterloo uh mama mia is a first track on the abba album once we get into arrival it's dancing queen is the second track but when i kiss the teacher is very good too but yeah they like to start strong and then yeah super trooper super trooper is the first song on that album as well so it's it's an interesting choice to make structurally i think Maybe it's different now in modern times because like we can look at a discography and just choose a song to listen to no matter where it is in the album. But if I'm in 1973 and I'm buying this Ring Ring album, I'm going to want the first song that I listen to to be the best one because it's difficult to kind of choose on a vinyl album where you start your music.
1: That's right. That's very true. I like to say it's the curse of the the middle song or the fourth or fifth song on an album because those are generally your weakest spots and then either the the artist turns it around or they I don't know they end on a sour note but I could see that though with Chromatica though she starts off strong with Alice and her her hit singles Rain On Me and the other one
0: that's fair yeah Stupid Love the two singles that's that's very true but then she ends with Babylon so oh yeah okay you're right do we have anything more to wrap up this song? I don't think so. That was it. Yeah. it wor- I think it works well on her solo album, but in an al- album, it's a miss for me.
1: Miss for you? Well, so was another town, another train for me. It's true. But that's all right. We're going to turn it around with this next song.
0: Yeah, next week. Oh, yeah. It'd be a good song. And every week after that, maybe. That's right. So you should keep listening. Let's take a break. And when we get back, we'll dive right into what's happening this week but before
1: we go if you're enjoying the show make sure you join our patreon we've got some fun exclusives including some early releases of episodes bonus content stickers and much more and you can find us at patreon.com slash tyftm
0: you should become one of our swedish meatballs oh yes now back to the show Julie, the shoe's on the other foot this week, and I get to ask you, Julie, what's happening this week? Ooh, Lauren, we got a good one this week.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we do. (laughs) What's happening this week is that Super Trooper, the album, turned 40.
0: Wait, wait, wait. Say it again.
1: What's happening this week is that Super Trooper, the album, turned 40. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) So
1: exciting. It's very exciting. That's an amazing accomplishment um, that it's still, you know, remembered after all these years and still a hit. So on October 30th, ABBA celebrated their 40th anniversary for Super Trooper the album. And with that, they celebrated with a series of special releases, um, including a two LP vinyl version of the record and a vinyl box set featuring three singles issued during that period. Wow. So the the singles box set will include three 7-inch vinyl discs with each disc pressed on a different color vinyl.
0: Ooh, can I guess what the three singles were? I don't know off the top of my head, but I want to guess. Go for it. Super Trooper. Correct. Lay All Your Love on Me. Correct. And The Winner Takes It All. Correct.
1: You are right, Lauren. Those are the three singles that will be actually i did not look it up so i'm just assuming that's correct
0: did you just did you just agree
1: (laughs) you didn't know i'm assuming that those are the ones (laughs) should we look it up yes we should absolutely (laughs) look it up (laughs)
0: okay super trooper while you do that i'm going to talk to you about how i listened to super trooper some of the album today and uh, i've got a new appreciation for it it's a great album it is a great album oh it
1: is it is all those three so you can keep that in
0: nice <laughs> very nice <laughs> wow i'm <was> sweating <laughs> you almost just got put in podcast jail julie <laughs> I know. or <laughs> did you know
1: that super trooper was the first of the only two albums that abba made in the 80s And Super Trooper was their sixth consecutive number one in Sweden and also a chart topper around Europe and in the the U.S. it was a top
0: 20 album. I did not know that. I knew it was their second to last album. That the cover is buck wild. It's bananas. (laughs) There's fire. Oh, yeah. It's so good. What's your favorite Super Trooper song? Super Trooper.
1: It's it's a good one. Yeah. That's
0: real basic. It's basic? Yeah. Did you just call Super Trooper basic? No, (laughs) I'm calling you basic. Oh, I'm (laughs) basic. I've heard that before. Yeah. Mine is Elaine.
1: Elaine. You know what? I like Lay All Your Love On Me, actually. I think that's actually my favorite.
0: You know, that's another really strong contender. That may be one of my favorite ABBA songs ever. It's very velvety. I like that one a lot.
1: I think that one's my favorite, actually. Take it back. Lauren, also what's happening this week is that I just bought three new-to-me ABBA albums. The album, Arrival, and...
0: Super Trooper. Where did you get them? I was so surprised when you sent me a photo of them.
1: I got all all three of them at a local Christmas flea market. That's incredible. For $15 grand total. No. Oh, yeah. It was a steal. (sighs) But, you know, you always have to check them when you come home. You have to make sure all of them work. Mm. The only one that skipped was Super Trooper. (laughs) So even though it was, it was the only one that was in its original packaging and you know, it wasn't, it wasn't broken. The seal wasn't broken or anything like that. It was the only one that skipped. Wow. Yeah. So super trooper.
0: Maybe you just need to clean it. I know you're 40, but you look in your age, Kat. We should Skype each other and sync up our arrival records. We should. Hit me up after the show.
1: That's all I got, but that's a lot that's happening in this week.
0: That's a lot. I'm excited for you. I'm so jealous. I, I went to a couple record stores recently and they didn't have any. Mm, no, I did get a bunch of singles at one time and they did also have the ABBA Greatest Hits album that ABBA released in like 1975 after they had had like two or three albums and they're like, yes, it's time to make a Greatest <laughs> Hits album. I have that exact album. With um Anita and and Bjorn like sitting on a bench. Yes, I have that exact album. That's so funny. That came from my mom. That's cute.
1: What are you P B and jamming to this week? I've
0: got a good one. Give it to me. I've got a good one. Give it to me. I'm not sure if you know this song or this artist. But my P B and jam this week is the song Fade Away by Logic. A lot of really good songs by Logic but this is the first one I remember listening to and like really really loving and you should listen to it and if you like it listen to his other music because it's really good he's a, a rap artist so mm-hmm. um so he raps obviously but he has this habit of producing like really interesting soundscapes underneath like really meaningful lyrics that he's rapping and a lot of his songs center around spirituality and will feature like choir-esque uh, vocals in the background, and it just sounds really, really full. Uh, his albums are set up to be like entire stories, kind of similar to Chromatica, but he's got like audio story interlaced in with his songs. So if you listen to the album as a whole, it kind of tells this narrative story. But Fade Away specifically begins with some like all in harmonies together, and the beat comes in with these like. Little dancing, high-pitched piano notes that almost sound like, I don't know, like twinkling stars to me in this like tapestry that he's creating. Uh, the harmonies remain for almost the whole song, and he's got like kind of existential lyrics um, going throughout, you know, talking about like, you know, before I fade away, I want to do this. Like, what are you going to do before you fade away? That kind of thing. Uh, and he's got a really good voice too. So overall, just a really solid song. Some of his other songs... I had struggled because some of the other songs I really like... Off of his album Everybody, I really like the song Hallelujah. It's not like the Hallelujah that everyone sings, but it's very like spiritual, big, full sound. Confess is another really good one.
1: Yeah, it sounds like he's got a
0: lot of big picture themes to his music. Yes, yes, That's definitely, cool. definitely. Julie, what are you PP and jamming to? Lauren i
1: don't know if you've heard of this artist before but i picked a song this week by masego and it's called i do everything and he is a multi-instrumentalist and he uses all six minutes of this song to go through every single instrument he can play and it starts out with do
0: you play the keys i can play
1: kind of calls and responds to each instrument that he can play and he he plays the saxophone really well that's a big highlight to the song mm. um he's so talented he can loop his own instruments as well so i think that was that was actually how i discovered him was i w- was kind of searching artists that can loop different instruments um bernhoft is a another good example yes, yes. tune yards oh yes yeah yes So, to me, the beat on this song is everything. I think the piano itself is the backbone that introduces each of the other instruments with a a sort of nonchalant, laid-back, cool melody, and... I found a lot of similarities between Masego and Jamie Foxx, actually, um, with some really smooth vocals, um, their comedic timing. He actually does a little skit in the middle of this thing, um, and it's it's pretty easy to see why those comparisons are made. On his uh, 2016 album, Loose Thoughts, there's actually another four minutes of this song called I Do Everything, more for cruising which takes the jazzy vibes to a whole other level and yeah after listening to this song it's pretty obvious that Masego can do everything including writing and performing a hit song
0: that's really sounds very very cool I'm really excited to listen actually
1: I think it's right up your alley
0: It sounds like it is. Which one should I listen to first? Just I Do Everything or I Do Everything More for Cruisin'?
1: You should definitely listen to I Do Everything first because the More for Cruisin' version got rid of all of the lyrics and is just more instrumentals
0: Mm, for cruisin'.
1: Yep, exactly. It's got that vibe. Gotcha.
0: It's very cool. Julie, thank you for the music. Lauren, thank you for the music. And thank you all out there for listening to our show. You can find us on Instagram at ABBA Podcast and also on Patreon if you want to support the show at patreon.com tyftm.
1: Yeah, and you can listen to other episodes of TYFTM, thank you for the music, at abbapodcast.com and wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Don't forget to rate and review the show. And as always, thank you for the music. The songs we're still singing. You nailed that still. Also, it's important to note that Uh. (laughs) good point. (laughs) Did you hear that one? I answered back. I answered back.
1: (laughs) There's your button. There it is.